0: Hey, listeners of Mad Lit Musings, this is Jamie Jo Wright coming to you from a fall autumn day in Wisconsin. (laughs) And I have with me today author Hallie Bridgman joining us. Hi, Hallie. Hi, Jamie Jo. So good to have you here. Um, So we were talking just briefly before we came on the air. That sounds so important, on the air. (laughs) Um, You have like three books coming out, one right after another. Yep. September, October, and November. Yep. The first Tuesday of each month. Wow. Okay. So everybody run out and pre-order because you've got four weeks to read until you get the next one. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So um, before we dig into everything, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you write, and the books that are coming out. So I'm Hallie Bridgman.
1: And I write romantic suspense and my new series is a military romantic suspense, which is awesome. I love military action. Um, Tom Clancy was one of my favorite authors for a long time. And uh, what makes these books so special for me is that my husband was a special forces soldier. He deployed Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan to Afghanistan with the 20th special forces group. And my father was special forces my entire life. He's he was a career army ranger. Wow. My father-in-law was a career paratrooper. Wow. And so this is kind of like my love letter to the men in my life.
0: Oh, I love that right there. Yeah. My, um, grandfather was army world war two and my dad was in army in the Vietnam war. So, um, I, I had the a middle- post that I put
1: up in veterans day, which <laughs> is what veterans day means to me. And I go back. The first picture I have is world war one, but it's, yeah. Grandfathers in World War I, grandfathers in World War II, my father and father-in-law in in the Vietnam era, Mm -hmm. my husband in the Gulf War and his sister and father in the Gulf War. Wow. And um, then my husband in uh,
0: Afghanistan. So Wow. Well, thank you to you and your family because Mm -hmm. the military service affects everybody in the family. And that's a huge sacrifice your family's made for sure. For sure. But I can see why then you like to write military fiction too because it's something that not only do you know but sounds like it's pretty dear to your heart (laughs) it
1: is and and it's not always done well and so i wanted to do it well i wanted to do it right
0: did you lose just lost sound i did i have no sound all right am i here
1: is your mic working mine is hang on Okay.
0: Let me, can you hear me? Speaking of crazy technology, (laughs) let's try this. Thankfully we can edit things. Can you hear me? I have zero sound. Wow. Let me change my mic. Speaker. All right. Try talking again. Oh, there we go. That was really weird.
1: That was weird
0: you went completely out you um shifted did I Uh, maybe one of
1: us had a funky internet for a second
0: it could be or maybe these this headset or something was being weird yeah you had like a glitch or something okay all right well that was fun let's talk about editing (laughs) (laughs) here's how we edit a (laughs) podcast right now we're really gonna test my talents (laughs) do you want to start over um well we don't have to start over over but um I don't even remember what I last asked you because I asked you and then all of a sudden you were like what was I saying
1: oh that I wasn't always done military you asked me about military writing a military book enjoying writing a military book and I said whatever
0: it was that you said (laughs) okay let's let's start with a new question and then we'll just that we never had the glitch okay So you have written three books. Have you always, uh, I'm sorry, the three books that are coming out, but you've written more than that. And has it always been military fiction? It has not. And it's not
1: always been suspense. So all of my books are, um, well, not all of them. Actually, I have an eight book World War II series. Uh And then I have a blend of contemporary romance and romantic suspense. Uh, This is my first Series that's like specifically a military series that's military suspense, but I have military characters peppered throughout almost all of my series.
0: Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And so you did a World War II series too. Wow. I did. Yes. That's cool. Well, and I suppose having a history of family in the military- There's always probably going to be a little bit of a nod to it in a lot of your books, I would assume. Well, it's, you you know, it's what my
1: normal is, right? Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's normal to have a military character. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us just a quick overview of the books that are coming out and um, just in general what they're about real quick. So it's uh, the
1: Love and Honor series is um, the base of the series is a Special Forces A-Team. And then the first book, I have the team leader uh having to extract a medical missionary and, who's helping with his two wounded men out of the jungles of a uh, fictional african country mm. but she happens to be the vice president's daughter oh all right so then that adds an element of of extra to that kind of suspense and and in the next book it's uh she's an fbi agent and he is the weapons sergeant of the a team and they're paired together to be undercover um, going to a mosque in Istanbul to try to identify some eco-terrorists that she's the only person who knows what they look like. Wow. And the, the twist in that one is that he broke her heart in college, like broke it and stomped on it. Oh, and they have to pretend to be married.
0: <laughs> There's going to be some romantic tension there. I have. A right.
1: And then the third one, <laughs> one of the wounded soldiers from the first book, lost his leg oh. and uh, he is and he's the hero of the third book and he's home in Miami and she runs a women's shelter uh, for abused women and she takes in the wife of a cartel lieutenant and mm-hmm. so while a hurricane is approaching the city of Miami the cartel is coming into get the wife out and he is
0: the one who saves them. Wow. All right. Those sound pretty exciting. Jamie goes to pre-order books right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So, you know, I was looking though online and there's not a ton of military fiction in the Christian market. There's not. And
1: when I signed with Ravel, I went and looked and they don't have any. Mm -mm. And so- I love military fiction. I love that, that they signed me to, to -hmm. write it because it's, it's like almost like this untapped. Yes. And the thing is, this is highly technical. Like you have to know how these people move and what they do. And if you Mm -hmm. follow a movie or copy a movie to do it, you're doing it wrong. Right. And so I have, I have the pleasure of working with my husband. So what I do is I have, as I'm writing, I'll put in brackets, how would they take the ship? And then I just keep writing because I know he'll tell me. <laughs> that's like a <laughs> He gives me research, the movements and the motions right? and how they'll move as a team. And, and the that's code. awesome. Like in the front of all of the books, we have a list of military acronyms that are in the
0: book so that no one gets lost. Like, what did they mean? <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like that. Well, I like the realism about it too, because not that I would ever write military fiction, but I've thought of the concept of if I were to write it. How difficult it would be, because unless you're in it, you don't get it. right? you know it's it's not like trying to imagine myself on a wagon train. like nobody can really imagine yourself on I mean, there's nobody alive that's been on a wagon train, so it's kind of open for interpretation, but the military is such a very specialized, unique lifestyle and place and skill set.
1: Yeah, and the the people who are in the military cannot stand fiction in their world. Mm. And so I have received many early reviews from members of the military thanking me for the accuracy of my battle scenes and, and the realistic characters and the way that they act and react with each other, because that's the way they would. And that was my goal was to create a really entertaining, but realistic story.
0: Yeah. I suppose there's some probably glamorization of the military in like movies and some fiction. There is.
1: And there's uh, like an assumption of how they would act and react. And also, you know, the military hero is often like the stereotype trope. Mm. And he is the men that I know. I've never seen them as Arnold Schwarzenegger's commando. I mean, (laughs) that's not. That's not who they are and that's not how they act. You know as get much those, as I enjoyed Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was gonna say, films. you don't get
0: those those awesome one-liners. I think it's wonderful with an accent. <laughs> but oh, I can people. tell you that
1: my dad and husband, <laughs> that is not their favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> now my mom and I, we might have something to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. I love it. I love it. So how do you think um, military fiction and Christian fiction? combine like what is the importance of the faith elements mixed with the military element when looking at fiction and even real life
1: i love that question because i intentionally tackled some of the issues that a, a christian reader might have with a military book head-on mm-hmm. in the first book because she is a very devout believer uh, and medical missionary and is very much a pacifist and she can Mm. back up every every thought and feeling she has about violence and weapons can be backed up with the bible okay and he is a warrior right he's a protector he's he's uh the leader of a of an a-team in the book in the first chat in the first paragraph he kills like three people but um he is also very much a believer. He's a praying man and he can back up everything that he believes in what he does with the Bible. And so the two aren't, neither one of them are wrong. Right? They're just both differently created by God with different missions Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever your concept is about war and warfare coming from a faith standpoint, you're going to feel like, I agree with you when you read this book, like I wanted to attack that pacifist versus warrior and have right. them still find a way to be in love and meet in the middle and, and understand that neither one of them are necessarily wrong, just different.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to be a difficult one too, even in real life with people who are in the military, I would imagine Yeah. Um, running into the element of, but what about the lives that you're potentially taking?
1: Right. Right. And my husband will say, no one hates war more than a soldier.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Those are heavy topics. So how did you um, maneuver your way through writing those? Because that's, that's its own little minefield of topics, I guess.
1: It is. And I think one of the things that I did was get Hallie out of the way. Okay. Prayerfully sought the Holy Spirit's guidance as i addressed each character's perspective and then Mm -hmm. just let the character be the one in charge of the scene versus hallie because it because i i agree with one or the other right i'm i'm one of the other and uh i didn't want that i don't want my characters to be so two-dimensional that they can be they can't be different from me or can't think differently from me Mm
0: -hmm. but i
1: also wanted to find a way where they could come together Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily easy to overcome when you have like a lifestyle that's what is in the way you know right this is this is my life and this is who I am I am a soldier right warrior you know and this is what I do and if you don't appreciate that if you can't live with that then you can't be with me Mm -hmm. because I can't be anything else you know and that's what that's what my characters had to tackle and so people say you know this book feels like there's two two books, because the first half is all action, 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 military heroism. And the second half is all, how do we come together and overcome this divide between us? And I feel like there's very much war going on in both places.
0: It's a different type of war,
1: really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when you look at the military life and you look at military fiction, um, you're bringing in the aspects of faith. How is faith different from a lay person like me who you know goes to the grocery store and lives her life and struggles with finances and raising children versus the life of a military family
1: i think some of it has to do with a perspective so you know most military families have seen parts of the world that most Americans haven't. Mm-hmm. And so you have this perspective that it's not all middle-class America mm. or even lower class America, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've been in a country where there was actually slaves, mm. you know, and I've seen the the buses of slaves driving people to the slave camps Oh and, wow. um, and every time I see something glorified about that country, in my mind, I see that slave bus, you know, mm. driving down the highway and reading the statistics of suicides inside the camps, um, and I think another thing is that they they actually the the members of the military are actually raising their hand and pledging to defend the the citizens of this country to death like i I pledge that I will defend with everything that I have and everything that I am, if even if that means death yeah. and uh that's a pretty heavy thought and then to have also at this time you know for the since for 30 years now we've right. been at a war right and so the people who have joined who who were already in the military prior to 9-11 have all retired by now or will soon the ones all the entire military right now are all post 9-11 they've all known they were joining in the midst of a war right And so that raising that right hand meant a lot more after 9-11, I think, than it did before.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's really true. That's really true. Um, It's amazing as just people who live our everyday lives, how we don't stop to think about the people that are putting their lives on the line for us and for other nations and other people groups as well um, overseas. And wow, I'm speechless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling that doesn't happen very often, Jamie. No, no, I don't usually
0: get marked as speechless. But usually I think partially I I do internalize a little bit of it because um, my grandfather was he had actually gone into um, the military because he had a feeling the United States was going to get called into the world war. And so he went into the military because he was um, the older brother to siblings and they were all orphaned and they ran a farm. And the county had said that as long as they didn't hear anything negative, they could stay together without getting split up. So he wanted to get in and he wanted to get out so that if we went to war, he would have already served his time. And he had one month left when Pearl Harbor was bombed. Wow. So he ended up being in the war for four, you know, all four years. Um, And I've got a whole bread tin of letters that he wrote home to his girlfriend, who you, you know then became my grandmother um with his eighth grade education and you realize the sacrifice that the men have but it's what, what was also interesting to me in that story of reading through his letters is you see you see him grow from a, a young man taking care of siblings to an old man in a sense in yeah. four years in four years and his faith journey you can see it between the lines and in the things that he writes how different he sees the world after seeing war and how differently that affects his relationship with the Lord.
1: Absolutely. I think part of it has to do with death is not this um, futuristic concept of eventually we're going to have to face it. It's, it's real mm. people yeah. actually die Yeah, and uh, and sacrifice. And I, I think that that has a lot to do with the maturing. I've, I've always thought You know, in Korea and in Israel, um, citizens have to serve in the military in some way for for a length of time. Mm -hmm. And I've watching the people that I know that go into the military and then go out of the military and seeing the difference in them from beginning to end. I think that I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that that's probably a good thing. It's not our society. We have a much larger country, (laughs) different circumstance in Israel, but right, right. um, I think that like any kind of public service like that is, is only going to grow you because it's so sacrificial, right? All of it is sacrificial. Right. Um, so, and I, I like when it's portrayed in fiction without the stereotype and the trope, you know, the whole PTSD broken soldier, because they went to war. Mm, Yeah, It's not my experience with the people in my life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, And I think that in a way that that weakens them, weakens the perception of a soldier. I think Hollywood has done a lot of damage to the perception of soldiers. I would love to
0: elevate that. Okay. Well, let's talk about elevating that, but let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear more about that because I like that concept. So we'll be right back. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. All right. We are back at Madlit Musings with Hallie Bridgman, and we are talking about her Military Romantic Suspense trilogy that is coming out October, November, and December. So all of us book lovers who don't want to wait a, week, a year between books will be extremely happy with this three- I know.
1: I love it. It's awesome.
0: It's like, yeah, I'm like, it's every book reader's dream. <laughs> Although now you're setting a standard for writers to having- <laughs> <laughs> Spoiling spoiling readers to like, now we're going to start getting emails right faster. Yeah, you can do it. Holly <laughs> did. You can too. Gee, thanks a lot. Um, no, but we were talking about the military. We were talking about um, faith and how service changes people for the better. Um, and one of the things that you mentioned before break was the concept of the tropes that are brought out about military and PTSD and how you feel that that's, in a sense, weakened some of the perception. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what you mean when you say you'd like to see the soldier elevated.
1: I think that, uh, I think that just like, you know, we're gifted by God to serve believers or, you know, serve him, however, with words, with writing. Mm-hmm. And and he has given us all sorts of strengths and tools and uh, brain designed for that type of ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think that he gifts soldiers the same way. I think that there's people that were specifically set apart by God to be leaders and uh, serve their nation with specific strengths and specific brain power and specific uh, talents and skills. As far as it goes, I, I truly believe that. And Um, I think one of the things that, that comes with that is the ability to process the things that they've experienced and the things that they've done in a way that they don't come out on the other side, completely just broken. Right. Um, I don't think, I think that the brokenness is the exception to the rule Okay. and not the norm, even Mm. though there's little things, Mm -hmm. you know, there's every once in a while, there's little things like don't click a pin near my husband or behind my husband. Mm, Sure he'll go crazy. <laughs> he'll, he'll ask you for your pin and then he'll disassemble it and give it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but there's no, there's not brokenness involved in that. You no, it doesn't require mental health uh, care. Because right. Of that. And, right. Um That's just a, that's just a product of being in high stress situations for lengths of time with clicking noises. Yeah. And what you're tuned to to listen to as a red flag. So we were at a conference one time and there was something clicking behind us: click, 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 click. click. And I felt them getting tenser and tenser and tenser. I leaned over and I said, it's a Braille machine. She's blind. And it's like, he immediately just like, okay, I've identified it. It's fine. I can't disassemble it. That would be mean. I'm Uh good.
0: Uh (laughs) So is he that this is this is kind of a random question, but is he the type like when you go into a restaurant, he has to be facing the exit oh, yeah. like you can't have your back to an exit and all no. those different types of things. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He knows. He identifies all the ex- he does it without thinking. Oh, sure. Yeah. Facing the door. You know, Yep. he can tell you who has a weapon and who doesn't. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But everyone it's so funny because when we go to dinner with friends, we live on Fort Knox, our friends okay. are in the military when we go to dinner with friends who are in the military, oftentimes we're sitting across from our husbands because they're both facing the door. (laughs) 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 Our table is at a weird angle where they both can like just angle (laughs) themselves. (laughs) It's so
0: funny. Oh, that is funny. Well, my husband was, he did join the army, but then his mom had a a really serious health issue. So he never, never finished basics, but he he took um, many years of self-defense. So he's got He's kind of got that natural protector warrior yeah. spirit in him, the and warrior. though every now and then just to, to pick at him, we'll go into a restaurant and I'll specifically take the seat that's facing the exits because I know it's just going to drive him crazy. And I, I wait to see if he's just going to sit down and accept it. And never once has he sat down and accepted it. He's come over to my chair and said, um, <clears throat> can you move, please? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never done it on purpose, but I've done it without thinking.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. I'm like, "What? You don't think I can protect us?" And he goes, "Frankly, no." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. So, what nations, what countries do these books take place in? That was one of the questions I did want to ask. I think you mentioned a little bit. One of them is in an African country. So I created
1: an African country because I oh. deal with the president and the government there, and I didn't want to. Yeah trod.
0: <laughs> right. But I, pan-
1: I, I modeled it after the Congo. Okay. Sure. So we're in the Congo and in DC. Okay. And in Kentucky. Oh, great. And then, cause my character is my main character is from Kentucky. And then the second book is in Alaska mm. and Kuwait and Istanbul. Wow. And the third book is in Miami.
0: Okay. All right. So we get to take a little bit of a geographic tour. With these, we do. Yes, I like that. I like that. And the only,
1: the only place I haven't been was Istanbul, which is now on my bucket list. Okay, Alaska. Everywhere else I've been.
0: I was just going to ask that. That was my next question. You stole it. I was going to say, have (laughs) you been to those places? Wait. So you've
1: been to the Congo? No. It just occurred to me. No, I've never been to the Congo either. Oh, okay. But I want to. Yeah. That's seriously, like, that's seriously where I want to go. My husband knows. If he ever takes me to like the jungles of Africa, he just needs to just leave me there because I'll just start feeding people and that'll be the end. Oh.
0: Like,
1: I'll find a mission to work at and just stay. I know. I <laughs> it's told my always husband- always been, always, yeah. always from forever. That's what I wanted to do. I've never been able to go though, so.
0: No, no. I told my husband that because I went to Nepal and worked at an orphanage for a while and Oh my gosh. Leaving was just like heart-wrenching and I wanted to bring every orphan home with me. So I told him, I said, if we ever go again, be prepared. Yeah. We'll be bringing children home.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to build a bigger house. (laughs) I have my best friend's sister runs, uh, it it leads, directs an orphanage in Haiti. Okay. And is married to a Haitian and um, they have this
0: they have an orphanage and so most of the kids aren't, their parents are alive. They just can't take care of them. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the case over in Nepal too. Sometimes they just drop them off. And um, the one little boy that I really, of course, we're getting off the topic of your books right now, but the one little boy that I really got um, kind of fell in love with, he was half Tibetan and half Nepalese, which on the caste system over there is extremely, extremely low. So he didn't have much of a, a future ahead of him, except for janitorial and maintenance services. And um, he was just, he is the one that I really really cried over when we left because he was my little buddy. He wouldn't, he wouldn't leave my lap most days. So, Aww. but yeah. All right. So back to books instead of orphans. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. Um. All right. So this is cool. Okay. So October uh, fans can get a hold of Honor Bound, which two. is book one. So book one is out now. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Choice, book right, two right. is October 4th yes book three is november 1st good heavens all right so get reading everybody yeah that's great so hallie if readers want to find these books and you even wrote a prequel i see so if yeah so if people want to you know do i want to read these books or not check out the prequel so the prequel is free if they sign up for my newsletter well see
1: there you go so how do we do that halliebridgmancom forward slash newsletter
0: well that was easy yeah Fabulous make it hard no (laughs) everybody just for listening to this podcast and even if you didn't just go to halliebridgeman.com forward slash newsletter get the free prequel and then go ahead and get all the books that are coming out the next couple months and the prequel takes place in um I think Kuwait oh no Djibouti oh Djibouti okay awesome awesome ah so cool so fun. In fact, I was looking at the cover of your prequel and um the the woman on the cover reminds me of um what's her name? Eva Mendez, the actress. So my
1: my character is Afghani. Oh. And I had her, did you do you watch military fiction? Yeah. I patterned her family, well, what inspired her character was um 13 Strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just have her father be someone who helped the military in 2001. And so they had to leave Afghanistan um, for their own protection. Wow. And so she's like uh, gifted in language. And so she speaks six languages, including Afghan, um, Arabic and Farsi. Okay. Which is what they speak in Afghanistan. Uh So the whole time I was planning this series, her book was going to take place in Afghanistan. I was going to pull into the culture and then her family and it was all going to be happy and well. And then I couldn't write in Afghanistan because we left Afghanistan. And so I had to like, wow. well, where are we where am I going to go now? Oh no. <laughs> so we're in Djibouti.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Djibouti's Djibouti works too. So yeah. and spell Djibouti and you get extra bonus points right yeah I can I can I know it. you can I don't think I could though <laughs> and I'm not gonna try on this recording yeah oh well cool awesome so Hallie is there any other places readers should know about in following you before we sign off for the day and the best place is my website you can okay. go branch out from there all right and Hallie is spelled h-a-l-l-e-e bridgeman.com awesome yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being open about military history and military life and helping us all become a little bit more sensitive to the faith journeys that are involved there. And I look forward to reading the books. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. This was. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at MadlitMentoring.com. That's MadlitMentoring.com, or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at JamieWrightBooks.com.